0: Strive, roommates for life, roommates
1: for we die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you old hag!
0: Oh, I'm an old hag, and I love it. I love every second oh, of it.
1: God, that was oh. a good one. That was a good one. That was a good uh, one. So happy we got that recorded. Didn't then. get it again no. ever.
0: What's that? Nope didn't didn't get that joke on what? the record on the record.
1: Ah, well, I'm sure we'll remember it. MK, what the hell is this? This
0: is Roommates for Live. How the hell are you, Simon Gibson?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, just, uh, you know, I'm working out, using the elliptical, dusting it it. I'm not gonna
0: lie, I just don't believe it. You've been saying (laughs) it, but I don't believe it.
1: The more I say it, the more I believe it. So that's all (laughs) I I sweat just saying elliptical, so that's been good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounded out, Simon.
1: (laughs) Elliptical. I love it.
0: Well, we have an amazing show today. This is one of our special quarantine sessions we're doing throughout the quarantine. I'm so excited for our guest today because she, not only is she just one of the best in the biz and one of the nicest and one of the coolest. If there is a business left. (laughs) Yeah. She has an hour special coming to HBO Max soon called Girl Daddy. Be on the lookout for that. She told me it's actually going to be the first special that drops on HBO Max. So that's really amazing. Make some noise, y'all, for the incredible Beth Stellan! goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) Beth, how are you?
2: my, My stuffed animals, I've set them up as an audience. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> what if i still had stuffed
0: animals <laughs> yeah. i actually do I have a rainbow squid i call him squidly
2: how That's long fun. have you had it like is it fresh or is it from childhood it's
0: pretty fresh somebody got it to me for christmas but the truth is i completely forgot who it was and it's just <gasps> a very strange relic what? in my room like a no. family member or no it was like this is a true story i was like heading back to texas for shows and christmas and stuff and I was just so stressed out and somebody like gave it to me kind of in passing. And they're like, this is for you. And I was like, Oh my God. And I literally went home, put it on my bed, packed my bags and like left. And I got back after Christmas and was like, I don't know. I don't remember who gave this to me. This is very strange. There's something um, wrong with me, but why am I
2: judging you for forgetting. Like, you know, there are sometimes people who will say their name and I'll forget it. And then that person's name, I will never remember
1: yeah.
2: yeah yeah it's it's very odd it's like if it happens and you can't it, there's no remembering it yeah it's like I'll ask them their name four times yeah well, in, think, even in the moment
1: yeah oh it's insane well cuz I'm too busy trying to remember my own name you know? yes
2: <laughs> you can tell them how to bring you up just so. yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's <laughs> all I care about but I think like I mean in this I mean I think we all you know to a varying degree before all this shit went down we all you know I think we meet more people than we're supposed to.
2: Oh my God, of course. Yes, I agree.
1: You know what I mean? Like a like a normal person who's not, you know, in whatever whatever this biz is when we get back, but uh, yeah, that's
0: actually why I'm, you know, immune to COVID nineteen. I got it back in nineteen seventeen. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know, I used to think
2: like older <laughs> comics were and some of them are decks, but I used to think that the older comics, like, you know, how, it feels like kind of high school sometimes, like the seniors. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm a senior now, I'm sure, to you guys. But, like, you used to think, like, oh, the seniors just are pompous or, like – of themselves that they've met me like seven times how do they not remember my freaking name and then once you start like being on the road and headlining and stuff and you really like just trying to remember like the club manager's name and some of the waitresses that you seek that are so kind that you want to remember but you're I mean that's a good problem to have that it's a tour in general but yeah then you get back and you're like really you've met me seven times it's like now I get it we've met too many people like you want to remember all the Young and it's, I think
0: it's hard like for me it's the it's the industry people that like aren't comics never once
2: tried to remember their names like <laughs> I'm not even kidding I, I know people who like know casting directors keep in touch like remember who they are and I'm not judging those people like no. that's honestly probably a good quality to have I do not
1: have yeah it. no and I feel like uh I feel like it's it's pretty it's pretty uh comparable to like people who are very funny and those who are like you know sociopaths i feel like all yeah. all industry people remember everyone's name all the time mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and then and then truly funny insane people have a hard time remembering yeah. i just i just remembered mk's name
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah and we, we have- lived together for three
1: years I, <laughs> have,
2: I have okay so also just why was it a squid that they gave you mm-hmm.
0: well it was like i mean it was actually yeah. very cute i can go grab it upstairs and show you since uh, you have
2: I mean, up stairs, upstairs what are you a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah we gotta I'm have you over house. hold on are you guys gonna have you over you to our roommates room. for life
2: but like are you guys just in the same place with separate rooms
1: no so here's okay. here's the thing i gonna- left me for
0: dead yeah
1: <gasps> So I I abandoned MK to go stay with my girlfriend's parents and her. She's here too, uh, in Rancho Cucamonga. So he
2: <laughs> moved the camera. She's just gagged on the bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, this is my you know my podcast studio this so. is your
2: office. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, really bed. I've been here for like. Uh, A little over three weeks now, and um, you guys are still together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, shockingly, it's. uh,
2: And her parents are cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're great. I mean, you're
2: not going to say otherwise
1: on here. No, I can't because they need help, Simon.
2: Not only do they listen to the pod, they are listening through the door.
1: And I mean, it's I've I've echo throughout the house, so it's kind of.
2: (laughs) You'd be fun (laughs) to be in, in quarantine with. I uh, saw, you know, I took a picture of some wands for you in Bloomington, Indiana, and I never got the chance to send them unless I sent them on what? Twitter. Oh, my God. Yeah, some h- handmade wands that I saw at this shop in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, you
1: got it? Yeah, send them to me. I'll, um, I'll send them yeah. to my dad, and he'll tell me how they're all shit. So. Yeah,
2: compare them <laughs> to his own <laughs> work.
1: He'll be like, those aren't real.
2: <laughs> so we don't do know why they gave you a squid, MK
0: yeah i don't well it was like so the so okay i think it's supposed to be an octopus but okay. it has little rainbow tentacles coming down so it's like a gay octopus and they were like
2: he's gay and then yeah they he's gay
0: i mean to be fair i did actually find it very adorable and have really enjoyed it uh so you whoever did, did get it for me really nailed it uh <laughs> is it very soft and do you snuggle it's soft. I have snuggled with it a few times, and uh, the thing is, it only has six tentacles, though. So I guess that means it's not an octopus. So I call it a squid, and I keep calling it Squidly. I like
2: that. I have a giraffe. Like I was the my animal was giraffe. Oh, you know when people like when you choose an animal in childhood, and that's what everybody gets you for eighteen years.
0: Yeah, mine was giraffe. See, wow. I was I was Marvin the Martian. I got Marvin the Martian shit forever. <gasps> Who's that? He was like the Looney Tunes cartoon no, character that was you. like
1: the most. No, so, Ahmed just walks by. That's our. That's our other roommate. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, what hey, up, man. Ahmed? He's like no. Just, what cool. up? <laughs> what up, dude? Yes,
2: I <laughs> and I Happy. say hi too, but I've chosen. I, I'm not showing my face these days. <laughs> I went through a terrible. What if I come back and my face is different from this? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like the um, it's like the computer in. It's a space odyssey that's just speaking to us from- hello
1: ahmed <laughs> i can't do that ahmed
2: this would be a good time to do
0: plastic surgery now that we're speaking i mean today. beth i'm not gonna lie i was wondering. i was like is beth getting plastic surgery and that's why she does it wanna- honestly
2: great i'm serious great topic to bring up i'm serious my plan is like i planned on not touching my face like i'm scared of botox i have friends that do it yeah, it's very common. I think it's very common even now in freaking twenty year old women. I had a, I had, I don't want to call her out, but I had someone open for me who was in her early twenties who had gotten some stuff done, and she told wow. me about it. It's not like I judge her, and I don't want to be like that makes me sad. It's just yeah. like I don't know how I feel about it. I want people to do whatever they want to feel good, yeah. but it bummed me out because I'm like, you're so young and pretty. Like,
1: yeah,
2: I mean that's my opinion. You can only be happy with yourself, but my goal is not to touch my face with like any sort of poison, like because isn't Botox just botulism, right? That they put in
0: your face. So it, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. I don't, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not i am not ai am not a medical profession.
2: Yeah, me neither. But the point is the plan was to do a time-lapse on my face. Uh, just to have a camera dangling next to my face for the next 10 years. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm willing to be, to dedicate that much of my life to science. So I think, I'm just going to let myself age so people know what that looks like.
1: Yeah. People are like, what the hell's going on?
2: I mean, look at Jim Carrey's face. He is, he looks old as hell because like he used this shit out of his face. I hate to be cheesy, but it's like a beautiful thing. Like, like, like I mean, this is a little, it is cheesy, but we're comedians. And like, uh, you, you earn all those wrinkles. I mean, I realize that it's maybe I don't know harder to get work or something, and 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 value is placed on youth, and 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 looks, and yeah. you know. So who knows? Maybe I'll change, and when my breasts hit my my belt or something.
1: <laughs> well, let me tell you, as somebody whose breasts hit their belt—it's a thrill. It's
0: a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> I think the industry is more interested in you. Yeah, I. I mean, just,
2: it's so weird to go through like you you I'm sure you guys have felt it too like to be the young comic it's like a commodity your age and yeah. i think also you find that as you age especially as a comic like what is it even i don't feel old but i get older every year and i've now been in la for 8 years so it's like yeah. or is it 9 i think it's 9 years but the point know. is it's like time flies you still feel young because you were the young ones. I just, I don't feel old. I'm not saying I'm old.
0: And I think a comedian's lifestyle too, like reinforces kind of the like youthful mentality of life. Like, yeah, I don't know. You're just always joking and whether you're writing or like touring or whatever you're doing, you're always kind of like, yeah, still a 23 year old. I don't know. Even
2: like, yeah. Even some of our counterparts that have children, it's like, I think you realize as you age, and even you you can hear from your friends that are parents, it's like, oh, you're a dad now, and you must be a grown-up. And they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> we, we think they do. We thought our parents knew what they were doing. But I just think you keep aging, and you don't feel old. I think that's the weird part about life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think about how old I am sometimes, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah.
2: How did it happen?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm 28.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Like I, hit the twenty-five?
2: Exactly. And I'm twenty six. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you're like it's just such a strange feeling
0: because you don't like, like are you doing any like con- is are you contemplating this more because of the quarantine or is this something you have been thinking about? I call
2: it the QT. The QT myself. Oh that's
0: yeah. great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean that. Um <laughs> I will say, Beth, I do wanna say I listened to your albums when I was like well, I mean, I'm still an up and comer. Am I an up and comer? But when yeah. I in my comedy career, I listen to your album so many times, and I still think about you calling your gynecologist your Obi Gyna Kenobi.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the old Obi Gyna Kenobi. Like, putting QT maybe. Nah, I couldn't imagine you calling. QT, yeah. But I'm it's, like,
2: it's so funny because like, and I don't do this to be like endearing or shit on myself, but. I really like have a hard time with a lot of my old work. Like I'm not saying it's total dog shit, but it's just like, you know, the first album, it's like, why did I even put that out? Like, it's just, it was like a pressure. I felt somebody was like, you should do an album. I was like, okay, I must do It's like the idea, it it very much represents how I used to be, which is like, Oh, you said I should do something. I guess I do it. You know? And you say yes to everything as opposed to being like, let me question this. Is it a good idea? How many,
1: how, how long, long have, i'm you, finished yeah how long have you been doing uh comedy before you released that album
2: um let's see i started in about '07. so when did that come out 20, 20 i'm confused actually 12 i think so five is that,
0: years is that the one that you had the bars at the end of the album yes
2: yeah, I love that's, that
0: album, Bev, it did. It oh, was, thank
2: you. It was an
0: anthem, to, it was a queer anthem for me. Back
2: Good, before. I'm so glad. You know, like, I'm really, I, I need to be a little more, if I'm being honest, a little more loving of that time. I I, I just think, you know, you can do it better now, and it's just like, it's, it's a time capsule. Oh, and then, you know, the other album that came out was 2015, which isn't that much later, I guess, three years later. And that one, like, you know, some bits I did just really for a couple months and then they're just on there, which is mm-hmm. fine. And then other bits I, I could still do today. It's just, I it's odd the way I put them out. There's no method. I, I didn't like, I'm not like, this is my piece de resistance and I can't wait to, for you to see it. You know, it's odd. I think I put albums out and then do a more finished special. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got on that tangent. I was just being
0: trying to well, be. I mean, I feel that. like you've been so prolific, Beth. Like, there you've just had like, i even when we were in Milwaukee, did, was it was in Milwaukee. Yeah, we were in Milwaukee together, and I saw you on that comedy festival, and I was like, I yeah. was like another hour. I haven't heard any of this. This is. I'm just like so like fascinated by like, because I feel like I'm still struggling to get to an hour, and I'm like, when, and yeah. I've been doing comedy forever, and I'm like, why is this so hard to like. look it
2: is hard it's all hard (laughs) (laughs) it it really is because so many ways stand-up is such an odd thing where I remember one time somebody commented like stand-up it was on Facebook or who cares it doesn't matter but somebody was like it's so weird to watch comics do the same thing repeatedly or something like that and it's like you mean like when you rewatch a movie, I mean, like, what are you talking about? When I first started, I was like, Oh, never repeat a joke. I literally thought that, but that's not how you get to something. And, you know, it, again, this is like making it sound more ethereal and or uh, important and fantastic than it is. But, you know, it's like you would are ta- making a rock into a marble, you know, you're trying to polish it. So you do repeat it. You don't want to fall into just getting stuck in the same act for 10 years. But like there's bits that I've worked on for anywhere from three to five years. And there's stories I could still tell that are seven years old, you know? So Mm I think the prolific thing is more of a fear that we all have. There's this, this idea that everybody puts out a new hour every year, which I personally don't believe in. I mean, the UK has actually a totally different, not totally, but a fairly different approach to it where they each do put out a new hour every year. And they're very sort of, not all of them. I don't mean to generalize, but a lot of UK comics go to Edinburgh every year, take mm-hmm. a new hour. And, and I've talked, this is from a specific friend, uh, comic Brennan Reese He made, he's you know, he was joking and ragging on himself saying like, yeah, I do an hour every year, but it's like 20 minutes of material, you know? So he, he, he like, and he is very good. So he's not, but you get what I'm saying. I don't think we're meant to put out an hour every year. It's just, sometimes it's a money grab and how can you fault those people? But it has taken away, in my opinion, from the special, which is why Sarah is always going to be somebody I look up to and respect because She doesn't put out an hour every year, and when she puts it out, it's special.
0: You're talking about Sarah Silverman.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like, to each their own. I totally get it. But when you say I'm prolific, I'm like, oh, that's great to hear because it is such a stressor in our life. You're like, oh, God, am I ever going to – There's so many times where I felt like am I ever going to write anything new. And then because we're stand-ups, like, you are writing what you know, but in this odd way, you are – you have arrested development because you're kind of living in the past for up to two to three years.
0: Right.
2: If you continue to tell like personal stories or personal feelings, like there are jokes on this album, I'm sorry, in my upcoming hour that I truly wrote two days before or rift with my, with Hugh Moore, my friend. Yeah. Um, oh, Hugh Moore? Yeah.
1: Oh my God. I haven't, I haven't seen him in so long.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I wrote with him on the last OG season three.
1: Oh, is that that what he was doing? Okay.
2: That's the last thing he did, but he also tours with JB smooth.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, cool. That's great. That's great to hear because like, honestly, Hugh Moore was, uh, this is, I mean, uh, not to go like way back, you know, but, um, like the original days of, uh, Like, right when the Ramada switched to the Hollywood hotel.
2: (laughs) That's when I met him too, was Ramada.
1: Yeah. And I used to see him, and I was just like, I was just like, who is this guy with like just some of the best jokes I've ever heard? And then I like, I didn't, I would not see him for just months at a time. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And then he would come back. But this was, you know, like, eight or eight years ago, maybe when I was literally first starting out. And, you know, I just remember seeing him and just being like, just amazed. Yeah. He's,
2: he's great. He's, he's like, you know, he's, I think he's part of a lot of people's I'm trying, I was trying to think of the word I'm not infancy or I don't know, comedy inception. I don't have either way. He's been around for, I think a lot of people, you know,
1: isn't it? Uh, this is how this is how uh, quarantined I am right now. I am like, I miss the Hollywood Hotel so much right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did it. Pro- it was always such a weird vibe down there. It's odd. It's such a different, you know, moving here. Like when I did and alone, it's like you know you're willing to do certain things, and then you're like, am I okay here?
1: <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean i moved i moved to l a like probably eleven years ago now um and it was never even to like do comedy. I thought I was going to be an actor or something and then and then it's like but I had no you know i didn't go to college for it. I did it in high school and just had this like oh yeah, I could do that and then i'm like making i'm working at the same coffee shop with people who had studied acting at Carnegie Mellon you know and like you know, they're pouring lattes and they're like, I was just in the new Adam Sandler movie. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm out of my league. What am I
2: <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean, like I've seen famous people there was like this one guy I saw in a movie, I'm sure you saw him too, if you went to Ample Hills, the creamery, but he I, I can't I can't think of his name right now, I feel badly. But he was he's a funny guy and you know, I I, I respect the hell out of people like that who yeah. are willing to continue to work. I I've had contact and experiences with so many people um, who are just not willing to get a regular job again or aren't willing to do certain jobs. And I'm like,
1: nah, I don't
2: know that life. I mean... No,
1: no, not at all. I mean, like, I I swore off, and this was probably after the third time I had to do it, but I was like, I will never make, uh, you know, a sweeping announcement that I'm out of, you know, the customer service biz, you know?
2: No, no, no. Yeah. I think too, it's, it's, it's not the equivalent at all, but it made me think of the times where I've seen Cause I've, we've all been doing comedy or at least I have a while now. So I've seen some people also make sweeping announcements about their retirement. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. I'd like to make an I'll catch you after the divorce, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I need more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will be retiring my uh, career of showcase shows around the city. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm retiring from backyard shows. So.
2: <laughs> I had a friend once ask me recently, like, they came to a backyard show that I was on. And now, yeah. obviously it's been, who even knows time flies here. It's weird, but whatever, yeah. three months, six months. Yeah. And she was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a funny thing to get asked because you're just like, she cares about me. And she's just like, why would you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Like sometimes they're fun. I like a lot of backyard shows. It's just, I think she was just thinking people have such a funny concept, like perception of comics, what we do, how much we get paid. Yeah. You know, like, -hmm. you know, I, I I still shock people when, when I tell them that sometimes I get eight dollars from the improv.
1: Yeah. It's crazy,
2: yeah. And even then, I had to work my butt off for that, you know,
1: like. Yeah, exactly. That's like, yeah, you get that ten dollar bill from the improv, you know, you sign your name, you're like, wow. Hell yeah, I did it, you know. Yeah,
0: it's a big deal. Beth, are you doing a? Um, are you writing a lot during the quarantine, or are you having a hard time writing?
2: I'm finding myself writing a lot of spiteful sub tweets, <laughs> and then saving them in drafts.
1: <laughs> I mean, we got to stay busy, you know? Right? <laughs> I hands.
2: Yes, yes. A lot of, if that, um, you know, if those drafts got out, some feelings would be hurt for <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> it's just all about MK and his squid. You know? no. <laughs> it's an octopus, idiot.
2: No, I'm like, I, I got to say, I recognize, I mean, obviously I've worked really hard to get to where I am, but I am very lucky right now that I, A, got the, miraculously got the special recorded the weekend before coronavirus, like, broke out. Wow, that's crazy. And so... I'm lucky that I, like, I know, I was talking to Brooks Whelan the other day. He doesn't get to shoot a special. I mean, like, he's going to do it eventually, but it's like, can you imagine? Like, I toured constantly getting ready for that. And then to basically be like, no, you can't. Like, definitely feel for him. Obviously, there's worse problems in this world not to mention the virus, but it just means I'm very thankful that I got it in. And then obviously that's a payday where I will be okay. You know, like, so I'm, I'm in a place right now where I'm very lucky. So I've been trying to help out like, you know, other comics and donate to the employees that are out of work because it's rare that, you know, unless you're a famous person that has like the deal where you're putting out the whatever hour freaking special a year thing, you know, typically, your payday on your special is all the years of work you put into that special. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the culmination here. I got very lucky. And I'm also like, uh, I'm ideal punch up on movies. And, um, I've been able to do that over zoom and, and, uh, I'm writing a script right now.
0: I mean, but you write for a lot of shows too. So you wrote for uh, the OG.
2: Yeah. The last OG was my last like room. I was in season. You also
0: wrote on crashing, right?
2: Yeah, that was my first writing job.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Well, I, I technically worked on ridiculousness, which was like, but but yeah, like script writing, TV writing was my
0: How job. do you juggle like the writer's room, the writing and doing stand up regularly? Is it just insane or is it? Yeah,
2: I think that's, you know, one reason too why like I, it does take me a little longer to put together my new hour um, because I'm, you know, again, yeah. like when I first, I can, I, I can picture exactly where I was and how I felt when I got my writing job. Cause I thought I never would get one, you know, like I just was just like, this is incredible. And it changes your life because, you know, you go from, you know, what I did, which is working a bunch of jobs and trying to st- I always compare it to Elf on the escalator when he's got one foot on the ground and one going up on the escalator. Like that's what it's like to try to leave your coffee shop and babysitting and errand running jobs to transition into low paying headlining or opening for uh, a a big comic on the road. It's like those great opportunities come with trying to balance a lot of other things at risk. And so when I got that writing job, you know, it really, it, it does change your life because you're, I remember asking, I was like, so wait, I get paid every week. And then they laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do.
0: Like, Look at this idiot!
2: <laughs> um, like, and we don't take percentages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a yeah. minute! Uh, oh?
2: <laughs> but like, yeah, that was uh... that was my first writing job, and I remember feeling so tired, and I was very confused by that because you're like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I sat, um but you know, you have like decision fatigue and. You're always in your head going, should I talk? Do I not talk? Do I speak? Do I not speak? Is this funny enough? You know? So that's definitely probably affected my comedy as well. And my tolerance of comedy.
0: Do you think you've become a better stand-up performer since you've been writing more like in writer's rooms and stuff?
2: What I'm about to say is very elitist. Uh, I have become (laughs) (laughs) so meticulous in like, so judgmental. I, I will sometimes see things and be like, yeah, I thought of that too. And I'm angry about it. Cause I'm like, do better. That was the first thought lay people think of that, mm-hmm. you know, like take it further. I'm just like, I'm, I, I recognize that about myself. I think it, it definitely helped my comedy, I think, to try to heighten it. But also it's like, you, it prevents me from saying some funny stuff. Cause I think, ah, oh, well, they'll think of that. And yeah. then I see someone else say it, like even in a pitch room, or writer room, and be like, yeah, I thought of that too. I just yeah. didn't freaking say it out loud. You know, like, I think it's like, that's what comes with like trying to be better and think of like great ideas. So, you know, in my opinion, your job as a comic is to obviously like surprise people. That's what a joke is. Yeah. And then not just deliver layperson thoughts.
0: Yeah. It Just, is like I feel like that's that's so true. Like <clears throat> there's been jokes I've had like I'm like, oh this is a really good joke. And then I hear not the exact joke, but a version of it on like a sitcom and I'm like, oh my god. It's <laughs> was like such an easy joke that they're doing it on the Big Bang Theory. Like what the <laughs> hell?
2: <laughs> I know, or sometimes you'll convince yourself like They've stolen this from me or, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: whatever it is. They had scouts really at my comics. parking lot show for sure. And-
2: <laughs> They've tapped the parking lot.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I, I think like, you'll see great comics make jokes like that still, you know, yeah. like sometimes we just, and I'll be surprised a little like, whoa.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. But whatever. That's I'm just, I'm kind of ripping on myself, honestly, yeah. for being elitist.
0: But sometimes, I mean, sometimes I also do think I'm like, oh, I'm like a little, t- I'm being too high-minded about this. And like middle America just wants like good jokes. You know? Yeah.
2: I mean, there's, you can, I think you can argue so many things. I'll look back at some of my jokes and be embarrassed by them. Or, you know, sometimes you're there's like, whatever, there's, what am I st- trying to say? Parallel thought sometimes. And yeah. there's only so much our brains can come up with. And especially like, we're about to enter a very weird time of stand-up comedy. If it happens again, and not to mention, we've all been given a topic. So there's going to be overlap.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I mean, I what's your... We, what what do you think? Do you have any predictions as to what's going to happen after, you know, if we're allowed to leave ever again? What do you think?
2: Right. I'm like, I, I guess if I had to like the two thoughts I've had are one, people are going to be so excited and come out with a bang the minute we're allowed. Like, you know, and the other thought is like people are just going to be so excited to be out that they'll be doing outdoor activities. Because if you think about it, summer. Well, they're saying that the virus slows down in summer anyway with the like warmer weather. Yeah. So they're talking yeah. about having us be released and then a quarantine again in the fall, which is very... That's I've heard at least rumors of that. Obviously, please yeah. don't take this as fact, everyone yeah. listening. But that's what I've heard. Who knows the truth to it? But yeah. summer is already slow for clubs and yeah. comedy in general. Yeah. So I think it's a long road before things are normal again.
0: Yeah.
2: And I also whatever it's, it's just going to be a case by case basis. But think about it after this, are people going to want to go to a comedy club? And I don't, it's just, it's hard to tell. Are we, are we ha- going to have a lot of germaphobes? that are like, is this cup clean? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, don't I, know.
1: Think it's, I think it is one of those things where it's almost, I mean, that's a good, that would be kind of my guess too, but it really is like impossible to know.
2: It is because it's like say think about High Plains Comedy Festival. September is their reschedule. Um mm-hmm. Moon Tower Comedy Festival. September is their reschedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
2: that gonna happen? I I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I really am sort of wary. I, I I actually my guess is like I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. But um I'll be there if it is. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, we got to move into our final segment, and we are running out of time, so we're going to have to do it a, a pretty snappy. Oh, my
2: God. Like, does it just of cut off in three minutes? <laughs>
1: it will. Yes, it will.
0: <laughs>
2: Why?
1: Because, because we're both too cheap to uh, get the paid version. So Oh, this not-
0: I totally understand. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think we can do this. We'll do a lightning round. We're going to call this confrontation. 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 It's Confrontation. It's Confrontation. It's confrontation. Yeah. Erring of grievances, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I am going to confront uh, me looking at my notebook and not being able to write anything in it for some reason. But then last night, I played a computer game for seven hours. Why does my <laughs> brain work that way? I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had that focus on writing. Yeah. This is I of wish. a writing episode for me, so.
2: Okay, but it doesn't have to be. You know, like, I don't sit down and write, really, ever, if that makes you feel better.
0: That's great. Me neither. I don't know, I don't really I don't know how, so. I write all my notes in, but anyway, Simon, what you got?
1: Yeah, I'm going to confront you for quest- questioning me about my elliptical use. Yes, I'm using it. Yes, it's real. How dare you? Beth, what do you got?
2: Oh, my God. Confronting someone?
1: Or anything. 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 Concepts. I
2: mean, well, I'm thinking rumors right in your life. Head. Oh my God. Oh my God. Less than a minute. I'm thinking roommates for life. I want to confront people who, um, talk to their dogs, like they're humans. It doesn't <laughs> understand you. Are you kidding? Me? I'm going to put your dog in a freaking cage. If it doesn't start eating shit around the house and getting into the trash.
1: <laughs> I love that. I it's that's great. Perfect. That's valid.
2: Hey yeah. Beth,
0: let folks know where they can find you on the social media.
2: At Beth Stelling or sweetbeth.com.
0: And be sure to check out her new special coming out on HBO max girl, daddy, uh, Simon, where can folks find you? Simon Gibson. Who cares? MK. And I'm at MK Paulson. Beth, thank you so much for doing this with us. Thanks,
2: Thanks for, for having me, us. even though I didn't put my face on. I'm so greasy.
1: Oh. <laughs> it was great enough. Your voice. It was great
2: to talk to you guys.
1: So good to see you. Uh, yeah. For you.
2: yeah. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll send a pic on Instagram. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Beth. We love thank you. you. Nice I love finding. you guys. MK, I love you. I love you, too. Beth, we love I'm you. Thank sorry you. sorry I was late, there. guys. Okay, okay. Guys thanks Next for time. having me. Bye, be Bye. safe.
2: You, too. Bye, guys.